0: Hi, welcome to episode 2. This was the second week of our meeting. We'll be going over Luke 1, 2 and starting into 3 in this episode. In ephesians 6 19 it says pray also for me that the message may be given to me when i open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel and that is my prayer for you as a listener and as a member of the group i want to remind you today that you should begin your day with an i get to mentality instead of an i have to thought process I get to go to work, I get to have a busy day, whatever it may be, we often dress our opportunities as stress, but they are, in fact, blessings. Colossians 3.14, above all, put on the perfect bond of, (laughs) put on love, the perfect bond of unity. So, as a follow-up to last week, we were talking about translations. And I needed to make a correction because I think I had said something wrong. The primary languages for the Old Testament were Hebrew. And for the New Testament was Greek. And that was something that I had shared in our face-to-face meeting, not probably in the recording. Luke six forty-five says, what you say flows from what is in your heart. We are to consume the word of God. What you consume becomes part of you, so that it is also what comes from within you. The voice said to me, Son of man, eat what I am giving you. Eat this scroll. Then go and give its message to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. Ezekiel 3, 1-2 through In Ezekiel 3.10, it says, Then he added, Son of man, let all my words sink deep into your own heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. So in chapter 1, Luke 1-4... It said many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us they used the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples having carefully investigated everything from the beginning i've also decided to write an accurate account for you most honorable theophilus so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught for those that were listening to the last meeting who remembers what Theopolis means. It means friend of God or lover of God. We enter into Luke as several main characters reveal. First, there is the announcement of John the Baptist and then Jesus. In Luke 1, 5, it says when Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah And his wife, Elizabeth, was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Now, I'll add a couple of things. I butcher names, so just look over that and read them. And just give me a little bit of grace. Um, Aaron was Moses' brother, the first high priest under Moses, The King James verse reflects John's mom, Elizabeth, was of the daughters of Aaron. Highlight that, and we'll discuss why that matters in a few minutes. The priests were assigned tasks by Lot. Zachariah's task was to burn incense on the golden altar that week. That altar would be the Ark of the Covenant. That's where God's glory lived access into there revealed if you lived a sanctified life because those that weren't it was revealed by your sudden death while zachariah was in the sanctuary an angel of the lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar zachariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him but the angel said do not be afraid zachariah God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of their fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to act, I'm sorry, to accept the wisdom of the godly. Luke 1, 11 through 17. Now note there, it said the angel was standing on the right side. If it's mentioned, it's likely significant with purpose. According to Jewish tradition, the right side was reserved for God himself, likely to have stricken fear in Zechariah because no one had lived to see the Lord, according to Exodus 33:20. Interestingly, this showed a contradiction. The angel did not follow man's traditions or laws. Secondly, highlighting that Zechariah brought up their age, this displayed doubt or unbelief. How many times do we show unbelief? How many times do we pray from a place of doubt or unbelief? When we pray, if it's your will, that indicates we don't know God's will. That means we are praying from a lack of knowledge, uh, maybe even a lack of relationship. We should know God's will because it is written All in his word. His will, as Jesus said, Jesus came to do God's will, and his will is that we are healed. When you see the words healed, made well, and made whole in the New Testament, those words or phrases are also translated from the Greek word sozo, to save, deliver, to protect, to heal, preserve, do well be in parentheses make whole and means ultimately to be made whole for more information on that i do provide a link in the translation of the word sozo from greek to english understanding hosea 4 6 says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge The lack of knowledge that we have of the Word, because to be honest with you, most people are starving. They do not have the Word. They do not have relationship. They are not fed. That is why we are encouraging you to get into the Word. To have relationship in these last days. Here in an illustration, or here is an illustration That unbelief doesn't stop the conception of God's plan, but it can bring setbacks and delay. Jesus didn't work in proximity of unbelief. Belief or faith were a prerequisite in his ministry for miracles to happen. If you are praying for someone, in some situations, you can carry them on your faith alone to see the miracles happen. But in some situations, their unbelief can cancel out your level of faith. It says in Mark 6, 4, Then Jesus told them a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. Luke 1:26 through 26-27 In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Luke 1:30 30 30-33 said, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel tur- told her, For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end." Now in this, the angel is telling her she found favor, but the culture of that day would say something different. Traditionally in those days, a woman was to be stoned in those circumstances. Because engagement was a legal marital contract awaiting the consummation of marriage. So that may not have felt much like a message of favor at first. Names have significant meanings in the Bible and even today they often represent attributes of someone. The meaning of Jesus's name Yahweh saves reveals his mission to save and deliver and his identity as savior of the world. At the same time, the commonness of Jesus's name underscores his humanity and humility. In Philippians 2, six through eight, it says the son of God emptied himself of his glory To become a humble man. Isn't that interesting? He emptied himself of glory. He gave up, stepped out of that throne in heaven to come and experience life in flesh just like us. To give us the perfect example. Lastly, let's take note. He will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, as in King David, the same little shepherd boy with a great big anointing. This sets Jesus up in the bloodline of royal earthly kings by both the lineage of his mom and his believed earthly father, Joseph. Now, the reason that I say believed is most people believed he was merely the son of Joseph. In Luke 1, through 33, it said, He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. I'm specifically reading the King James Version here. The angel used the words throne, house, and kingdom. In 2 Samuel 7.16, God promised David his throne, house, and kingdom would be established forever. Luke 1.37, not one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she... Ha- but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. That's Luke one thirty six from the New Living Translation. So where we talked about Zachariah being a priest of the line of Aaron, this is where it comes into confirmation. She was a relative to Elizabeth. So Jesus was not only of the bloodline of a king, but of a priestly bloodline mary responded i am the lord's servant may everything you have said about me come true and then the angel left her according to luke one thirty-eight. now what stands out to me deeply here is mary came into agreement with god's plan regardless of what the consequences she could face she was outrageously obedient Luke 140 to 41, so Mary went to visit Elizabeth and something pretty amazing happened. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth at the sound of Mary's greeting. Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, according to Luke 40 to 41. Doesn't this open our eyes a little better uh, to understanding that we can purposefully generate an atmosphere to bring encounters with God. We become a thermostat in our environment, just like in a car. We control what is going on around us. As we are walking in our authority to impact those in the atmosphere around us, we can speak peace into our homes, our workplaces, and even into situations. Remember, we are tasked with the authority to speak God into every situation. Think of it as if he has already given us the solution to every situation, and we have to remember to apply it. If we have something that helps and we don't apply it, we shouldn't expect it to help, its, uh, help apply itself. One of the images that I shared is actions prove who someone is. Words just prove who they pretend to be. I would say that Mary proved who she was to God because she stood in agreement with what God spoke over her, and it came to pass. Mary believed. In Luke 156, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months, and then went back to her her own home. So she stayed till the time for John's birth. In Luke chapter two, four through seven, it says, and Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Now notice he says that it is specifically bringing that to our attention to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. That's Luke 2, 4-7 through 7 in the King James Version. Something that I brought up in our face-to-face meeting was... Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes is something that they used to wrap the dead. The day that they died, they wrapped them in swaddling clothes and they laid them in a grave and they would go back, I believe it was seven days later. and or no, I'm sorry, it was one year later. They would go back one year later after the body had had time to decay because they were typically buried in some sort of cave or grave. Um, And then they would remove the swaddling clothes and they would do a certain ritual with the bones of the people that they had cared for in their death. Luke 2 through12 says, "And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger." Luke 2:16, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Luke 2:19 says, "But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke two twenty one, Jesus was presented in the temple. When the eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was consumed in the womb. Luke two twenty four and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. What was interesting about that is that showed that even though they were in a priestly line and a king uh, line or lineage by ancestry, they still offered the least of the sacrifices, which was typically what the poor or the needy would have made their offering because they didn't have a lamb um, to offer. Luke 2, 39-40. When they had performed all the things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Interestingly enough, they raised Jesus following and knowing all the Jewish laws. Now also, um, we learn in Luke chapter 2, that as they are at the temple, they receive confirmation of their son, whom he is, by Simeon and also the prophetess Anna. Luke 2, 41 through 42, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. If I'm not mistaken, when a child came to the age of 12 um, in the Jewish customs, that had significance. That might be something that um, we can look up or study into if you want to know just a little bit more. But the fact that it brought up the eight days and then it jumps to when he was 12 shows significance because that's when he starts stepping into the training of manhood, I would think. Luke 2, 43. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first. The way that they all traveled in those days, there would be many families that would be going to and from, and it would be so easy to think, Oh, he's right there with all the kids. There they all are. It wasn't that his parents were being negligent, but it also shows that at this age, Jesus started recognizing his own identity, and he knew at this point because he said that he um, is in... His father's house now that is specifically brought out in uh, Luke 2 49 through 50 when he replied to his parents but why did you need to search he asked didn't you know that I must be in my father's house but they didn't understand what he meant so even at the age of 12 his identity was forming to know who he was in relation to the father Luke 2, 51 through 52. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all of the people. I shared a quote that was reshared by Elizabeth Johnston by John Bevere that says, Real freedom is more than not sinning. It's about no longer wanting to. When you know Jesus, God and Holy Spirit intimately, when you have an intimate relationship with them, you don't want to disappoint them. You don't want, you no longer desire to sin. You desire to live holy and sanctified because they are dwelling in you. There's not much in Scripture indicating that Jesus and John even knew each other, and it's likely thought that due to Herod's decree to kill the baby boys, the families fled in different ways. Some resources indicate it's likely due to the age of John's parents that they may have fled to the hills, and that may have been how he came to be in the wilderness areas. But I think it's pretty neat that even separated they were both hedged in protection, and they were brought together with divine timing. John would have had to have been hearing or led, or was led by Holy Spirit to be in just the right place, doing what he was called to do to encounter Jesus, as we will soon read. When we closed out this series or this episode um, this meeting, It was to read Luke 3 in review.